0: right now. It's Melissa Kwan. Melissa, you are the co-founder and CEO of eWebinar, and you are found on the web at eWebinar.com. You are also the host of the Profit-Led Podcast. Congratulations on your recent launch of that. I am so excited to talk about this. I don't get to talk about web. Here's the timing. So at upmyinfluence.com, based on when this is published, it's it should all be locked down by now uh but right now i was just telling you melissa that i am actually working on our webinar uh because we just we've been not doing it forever we been just kind of quietly doing our thing um but you know i, I really have good stuff that i want to teach so i am just so excited that we get to chat today what fortuitous timing there there are no coincidences
1: Awesome. Well, I'm in, I'm energized by your enthusiasm.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, talk about, we we all know what webinars are, but um, maybe if you could, um, and and I want to get into what makes eWebinar so special and so different um, that's out there. Um, But can you talk maybe just generally about the state of where webinars are today?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think since 2020, if you don't know what a webinar is, you've been living under a rock. Right. And, but I think like when people think about webinars, they think Zoom, they think hop in, they think, you know, seminars, live events. Right. But they don't think, you know, automating that, which is actually what we do. Um, The best thing about webinars is that they're effective and that's why people love them. But the worst thing about a webinar is that they're just not scalable because it requires someone to actually be there to run it.
0: That's and, true. You know,
1: yeah. yeah. And the thing is like people sign up for a replay, but then nobody watches a replay because everyone's right. inbox is a replay graveyard. It's irrelevant. Quality's low. People are asking questions. I'm bouncing. Right. And there's there's not that like engagement. So the problem is people sign up for webinars and they don't attend. So then the general like attendance rate in, uh, in the industry is, is pretty low for webinars. I think it's something like 30%. But it's because it only happens once, right? Whether it's once a week, once a quarter, once a year, like if you have someone to run it, but if you have something that works for you in your business, why wouldn't you want to do it all the time? Like, why wouldn't you want it to do it every day? Right? So I think what we're trying to do is kind of reinvent webinars in the sense that, hey, like it doesn't have to be live because if you think about content, Josh, right? Like what has to be live? Your New Year's countdown, right? Like a some movie launch, book launch, or whatever. Like your your demos, your training, your sales presentations, your thought leadership. Does that really have to be less? You are an influencer, and you can command a huge audience, and that there's a lot of excitement there. But most people are not that person, right? I actually meet a lot of people that said I was afraid to run a webinar before automating it because I was afraid nobody would show up, and I don't really know how to do it. I mean, it's it's it takes a lot of lift, right? So. Um, what we are doing is kind of reinventing what people know as the one-time event and automating it with a video so that you can run a hundred webinars every single month, a thousand webinars every single month, and never actually have to be in front of the camera to run it live.
0: Yeah. Um, So, you know, okay. So now when we think about, you know, automating, so help me understand this. So you can still have people that are attending live in a recorded way. Well, so someone's just standing by ready to chat. Is that, I'm just trying to wrap my head around how this is working. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And, and here's the thing, right? So people's imagination is actually quite narrow. I've realized coming into this, coming into this industry. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when people think about webinars, they're like, well, it's live. So I have to be there to respond to the chat, but. Josh, like every single day we communicate asynchronously with our friends, with our family through text. We go to any website. There's a little bubble that pops up to say, Hey, Josh, can I help you? You know, that if you type in that chat bubble, if someone happens to be on the other side, it's kind of a bonus, right? Mm -hmm. But if nobody answers that question, you know, you're going to get an email probably in the next 24 hours. So that's the chat system we actually built into eWebinar. So we take Mm -hmm. any, any video, We deliver it like a webinar so people still pick a time. There's calendar invites. There's follow-up emails, reminders. There's a join link. When you go there, um, what actually makes us special is you can program things like questions, polls, contact forms, hot buttons, right? Things that make it more interactive, way more than a Zoom, right? Like this is stuff Mm. that you can't really get in in a regular webinar. But the key part is we have this asynchronous chat which means people can ask you questions and you can respond if you happen to be there. But if you're not, say you're sleeping or out for dinner, you can respond later and they'll get your response through email. And this is actually the chat system that allows you to truly automate your webinars and your content without feeling like you're going to miss out on something. And your customers, your prospects, are always going to hear a response from you. And that is the biggest difference between a regular YouTube video and attending a webinar where people expect to be able to reach out and engage and ask questions.
0: Yeah. And so in the presentation or in the video, you would you instruct people? You would say, hey, listen, I, I if you chat, I will see your message.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I am such a huge advocate for setting expectations. Yeah. Like the thing that I absolutely hate and, and we- Like we tell people not to do this is to tell people it's live when it's not.
0: No, no, no! Do not do that. Yeah, and anyone who's listening stumbled upon our podcast episode and listening to that don't don't be dishonest with people because they know, and your credibility goes in the toilet. And even the people who do engage with you, you're just attracting a certain culture. You really, Absolutely. really are. the. We were talking before we hit record. The fa- Oh, look at all the attendees in here. And you put all those fake names in there. There are some platforms <laughs> yeah. that still do that. Yeah. Uh, and it's fake. You're not fooling anyone. And the ones you are fooling are going to be generally lower quality and in, in terms of like, in, uh, you know, clients um, it, and the ones it's just, it's not worth it. Don't do it. Sorry. There's my little yeah. editorializing. I'll get off my soapbox here.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, authenticity nowadays is your currency, right? Like, you you can lose that trust so quickly when you start doing things like that. It's better to say, hey, this video is recorded, I'm managing the chat, if I don't respond to you immediately, you will hear back from me through email, and if you have any questions throughout the session, just type them in the chat box, I'm going to see them. I mean, like... It's, it's almost like we're, we're building kind of the Netflix of webinars, right? Like it, it's, it's so interesting to me how when we are consumers, right, when we want to watch a show or a movie, we want to go to Netflix, Disney TV and hit play, right? Mm-hmm. Today, tomorrow, we want to binge all 12 episodes at once. But then when it comes to delivering business content, we're like, oh, no, you have to be able to be here, you know, 11 a.m. next Tuesday, PST, I mean, how does that work? Like, why is it that when we're consumers, we expect things to be on demand and on our schedule, Mm -hmm. but when it comes to B2B, we let our vendors dictate our schedule, right? It's just, it never really made sense to me, but actually, to me, that's a huge opportunity for companies that recognize that to be more aligned with how people want to consume content.
0: Yeah. Um. so what are, Melissa, I don't know if there are any other um, best practices that you recommend or <laughs> worst practices that that you <laughs> want to throw in the bucket here? Like, oh yeah, while well, I'm at it, also don't do this because that bugs me.
1: I mean, worst practice is like, please don't lie to your customers, yeah. right? Don't say it's live when it's not. Don't like greet people that aren't there. Like they, they know. Um, and we actually purposely... Shied away from building features that we know other platforms have that help people, you know, deceive consumers. Like, I don't want to be the person facilitating that. Um, You can do what you want, but I at least will make it a little bit harder. Right. And like, not having a platform of integrity in my past startup Mm. is why I felt compelled to solve this particular problem. Um, And I think best practices is. I think a lot of people, especially when they're in sales, they're like, okay, well, this is my sales pitch. I'm just going to record it and deliver it through here. And it's going to work for me the same way. It is so much easier to sell to someone one-on-one. When they're reacting, you can read their face, you can handle objections, you know what they're going to say. But when you are delivering a sales pitch, sales presentation, and the other person never gets to talk to you, the way that you have to script that presentation is just a little different. So it's all about when you're automating something like a sales pitch, you have to think about how do, I, how do I handle all of the objections before they even come up so that I can de-risk this prospect such that they will buy, right? It's not like a one-on-one reactive kind of sales pitch, right? So I think one of the best practices is like really think about how do you script your content to get people to a close knowing that you may never talk to them until hours later.
0: I would imagine so if you go to ewebinar.com uh I bet I bet we can watch a webinar about the platform right or we can watch a demo. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean Josh I don't do any live demos. Like I can't do a live demo that's right. better than the product itself doing the demo. So our demo is the ewebinar Platform delivered through eWebinar. And I'm always managing the chat, or I have someone else on my team that also moderates because we're at different time zones. Um, but yeah, like the best way to actually see how this could work for your customers hmm. is to go through our demo.
0: And it's yeah, like hard it
1: could... to envision, right? But yeah. once you're in there, you're like, oh, okay, like this is what it is.
0: Yeah, I like this. Look at this. So I click on the little button. First off, um, if if you want to follow along to our friend that's listening to us, you go to ewebinar.com so you can see this in action. Um, There's a button in the lower left-hand corner. that says, quick ewebinar overview and demo. Join a demo now. And then there's a little countdown clock. I can click on that, select session to join. I can either watch a replay of a previous session, or again, there's like three times Uh, for today. uh, And then some, some upcoming dates as well. Um, And then I just register right there and you're collecting the information. People are watching nice and easy. I like it.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, it's giving people content they want at their moment of discovery, right? Like we're like, I had mentioned earlier that the industry-wide attendance rate for webinars is something like 30%. On average, all of our customers together, the attendance rate for e-webinar customers is 65%. Mm. I mean, that's because it's a recurring webinar. You can watch it now, tomorrow. The experience is the same, right? Same video, uh, same interactivity. When I say interactivity, it's like you know, contact forms, polls, uh, things that you can actually do and engage so that you can watch till the end. Um, all of that experience is the same. And because it's recorded, the video quality is extremely high. And because there's no live audio and video, there's never any connection issues. It doesn't matter if people are on the go, on their phone, on their, you know, on their computer. Um, as long as your device can stream a video, you can already get the experience. So no more, you know, can you hear me?
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: Uh, and then included, um, you already have,
0: like you've in terms of like the features um, included in eWebinar, like you have, they're included, there's webinar libraries, templates, uh, et cetera. Can you tell me more about like what's included? Also, um, it integrates, right? So it's not like, um, you know, if you're using a platform um, that that may have, um, you know, might have like you're using, I don't know, Kajabi or whatever, like it it, it has a lot of integrations,
1: Yeah. So there's a couple integrations that people love, right? Like not everybody loves our registration pages, right? Mm -hmm. People have their own website, their own landing pages, their own kind of conversion all figured out, their content. We don't force people to use our registration pages. If you want to use your own website, for example, you can install our registration widgets, which is on our website, you see the little pop-up, that's our registration widget. Or you can put in a button on any website, any blog, any article, mm. any landing page, and basically people can register directly from your page, but it's our kind of session selector. And then it's our form that pops up, but it looks like it's part of your website. So that's one of the most popular um, integrations. And then another part of integrations is follow-up, like lead, nurture, and follow-up, right? So we integrate with things like you know MailChimp, HubSpot, you know Salesforce, Marketo, things like that, so that As soon as someone, say, registers, you're shooting them into your CRM. Nothing is manual. You don't have to download, upload. You can even, if you're kind of a data nerd and and marketing nerd, you can say, if Josh answers this to this poll, then send him to this email sequence. Or if he watches, or if my attendee watches over 70% or under 70%, send them this particular sequence. So there's a lot of like fancy things that you can do. Uh, Depending on your business, but it's it's all there.
0: Yeah, Um, Melissa, how did you uh, like? How did you co-found this company? Like, what did it take in order for you to get this product put together?
1: Yeah, so I had two other startups before this. My previous startup was a in real estate technology. Ran it for five years. um, Eventually sold it in 2019. But because we were bootstrapped, uh, we were self-funded we were a super small team, right? I was everything except for code. So I was the person in my previous company that was doing these repetitive demos, onboarding uh, trainings, and I was huh. also digital nomadic. So I was doing them at opposite time zones of my customers. And every single one of these trainings were exactly the same. But the other problem was it didn't matter how many I did, people just wouldn't show up for them. Mm. Like you register, but then they register, but not show up. But my client, the company that I signed wants me to do another one and another one and another one. And there's only so many you can do where you're like, why am I doing this? But it's, it's still important work because if they don't onboard, it's my fault and they don't continue to subscribe. So back then I was looking for a solution that would solve this particular problem. And I did try like everything I could find on the market, but it was almost like the solutions that were existing were designed to deceive people. It wasn't designed yeah. to deliver an amazing experience that makes people feel like this is a product of integrity. It's something that is engaging that I want to be a part of. So I just really thought about this particular problem for five years because I was <laughs> doing repetitive webinars over and over and it just didn't make sense to me. So when I sold that company in 2019... Uh, I decided that this was the problem I was going to solve. So two months after selling that company, um, I started this one. And people say, hey, like you started a webinar company because you love webinars. It's the complete opposite. I started this company. So no one ever has to do the same webinar twice because I absolutely hate doing them. Mm-hmm. It is so disruptive to having fun, right? freedom, like all the things that that we're working for. So, um, it, we built it kind of in a silo for, for two years before the first person saw the product, we launched it in summer of 2020. So people are like, oh, you started this because of COVID. We did not. <laughs> like it was just, it was just something that I wanted to put out into the world. Um, mm-hmm. and it's been a little over two years, um, since, you know, since we launched the product.
0: Yeah. Well, I like it. I, I'm signing up right after this, uh right after this interview. It's great timing. Uh it's it sounds great. Um, you've got some pretty uh good clients uh that, that are absolute friends of the show, bomb bomb being one of them who we love. Uh later, uh I've seen some of your other Let's see. Oh, Agora Pulse, um, RealScout Freshworks. Um, so, again, all of this is at ewebinar.com. Uh, Melissa Kwan, co founder and CEO. This has been fantastic. Anything else that folks should do when they go to ewebinar.com?
1: The best thing you can do is just to join our demo, get an experience for yourself. And once you see it, your gears are, are going to start turning. Because once you see it, you're, you'll, you'll, once you get the idea you'll understand how else in your business you are able to use this and how much more you can you can scale yourself with virtually like no additional resources.
0: Awesome. Melissa Kwan, co-founder and CEO of Ewebinar,
1: thank you for joining us. Thanks so much.